name, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hundreds of thousands, millions of people today are preparing for an event this afternoon. I would gather to say close to a majority of America will be focused on this event and have their attention turns toward it. I'm so thankful that we're looking for a better event. Amen. And uh, I'm anxious for the Lord to come, aren't you? I want to see Jesus, praise God. Sister Jess, we're so glad. Sister William, sorry. We're so glad you're here. Amen. Say praise the Lord to everybody. Wow. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Well, hallelujah. I won't preach to us this morning for a little while. I know we're looking forward to uh, our dinner this afternoon, and we'll have a great time of fellowship. This is our vision casting Sunday here at Calvary, and... Um, Hopefully the Lord will enable me to bring what I feel to this church is our vision for this year, our direction. And um, you pray, amen, and, and uh, ask the Lord to help me to do that today. Uh, the book of Ruth, Ruth chapter 2. Ruth chapter 2, beginning in verse number 1. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth of the family of Emelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. Amen. I want to talk to us today from this scripture. Amen. Our theme for this year. Amen, is 2020 vision. Amen, 2020 vision. You say, oh, well, that's, you know, that's pretty simple. It is simple, but yet I feel the Lord wants, to, wants us to hear some things this morning. Amen, and some clear direction for us to go in. Praise God. You can be seated. How many of you remember the magic eye? Just me and Brian and Becca. 
Nobody else remembers Magic Eye? You look like it's peculiar. Put it up on the screen, please. Do you remember those things? Can anybody see what's there? There's a picture in the picture. Remember the magic eye? You have to look at it and see what's there. What's in that picture? Not Pastor Dibble. Anybody see it? It is very difficult because you're far away. (laughs) Hidden in that picture. After church, you can come see me and I'll, I'll get you close up and teach you how to do this magic eye stuff. Hidden in that picture there is dolphins jumping through a hoop. Next one, Sister Carly. Anybody see what's in that picture? I hadn't done this for a long time. And it took me a while to get to get back into focus. Anybody see what's in that picture? <laughs> it is a big thing. In that picture, it's a, it's a picture of Dave sitting over there with his eyes wide open. Oh, let me see what's there. It's a picture of a buffalo. It's a picture of a buffalo. Next one. We'll do a couple of them here. Anybody can see what's in that picture there? To me, it's clear as day because I know what's there. But It's actually out of this world. It's a picture of Saturn with the ring around it. Do another one. Anybody tell what that is? Baseball, race car. Well, actually, in this picture, when you see it, right over here, there's a catcher squatted down. And right over here, there's a guy sliding into home plate. And right up here, you can see it, there's a baseball. It's there, trust me. It's there. I'll help you see it after church if you need help. One more. Anybody see what's in that picture? Andrew gets it right. He got the two squares because it's not hard square to a square. Thank you, Mariah. There's only one square. All right, I'll help you out. In that picture. (laughs) Danny loves my socks, but no, I don't have those on today, Dan. 
They're close. Next one, Carly. That was in that picture. That's hidden in that picture. Sharks playing pool. When you see that picture, that's what you'll see. Sharks playing pool. Once you get it, those of you that have done it in the past, once you get it, it's easy. It's easy to pick things out. You see, you see what the artist is really trying, really trying to show you. I very rarely do this, if ever, but to quote the words of a secular song, which I kept saying as I was looking at all of these pictures and I kept seeing what was in the picture, I can see clearly now. I had to look up all the words to it, but it says, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Gone are, don't ask me to sing it. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. It's going to be a bright, bright, shiny, sunny day. And as I seen each of those pictures, I found myself saying those words. Wow. I see it so clearly. I see it so clearly. I went to the doctor the other day, the eye doctor. I went to the regular doctor the other day, too, and he did an EKG on me. And for those of you that were wondering, I do have a heart. There is no doubt about it. The EKG confirmed there is a heart. Now, he tried to check my mind, but that was a little more difficult. But I do have a heart. I went to the eye doctor the other day because I've been having trouble seeing Things have become a little more blurry. And as the doctor was testing my eyes, of course, I asked how bad they had gotten. It was a, a, a lady doctor. So she told me that, that my eyes were not much worse than my last exam. And I was surprised because I've, I've really been having more difficulty seeing. She did tell me. That what I needed to do was massage my eyes and put some hot compresses on them because the eye ducts on my eyelids were clogged and they weren't allowing tears to come out. And that was partially causing my vision being blurred. It's so important that we have clear vision. Revelation chapter 3 says, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful, and the true witness, the beginning of creation of God. I know thy works. Thou art neither hot nor cold. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, 
that thou mayest be rich, in white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And look what he said, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve. Why? That thou mayest see. Sometimes spiritually our vision becomes like those pictures that I put up there before. There is something in there. And when you learn how to do it, you will see clearly what is in those pictures. Uh, Amen. And so the the scripture lets us to know that the Lord needs to anoint our eyes uh, that we might see. We really need to have clear vision in this day. We, yes, we need to see and understand the day that we're living in, the day of his coming. I'm thankful that Jesus is coming soon. Amen. There's no doubt about it, praise God. We're not going to predict or forecast what day it's going to be. But I am thankful that every day that goes by is one day closer to the coming of the Lord. I don't know whether it might be tomorrow, next week. Or next year, but every day is one day closer to the coming of the Lord. And also, we must understand, as we understand the day, amen, that Jesus is coming and the day that we're living in, we must understand who he is. Amen. He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Amen. He said, I am the Lord, your God, and I change not. John said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus contended and and let everybody know time after time, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. He said, I and my Father are one. We've got to know who he is today. He's not just a figurehead. He's not just a, amen, a a, a nobility, amen, but we need to understand who he is. In fact, the scripture lets us to know that he is the alpha and the omega. He is the first and the last. He is the beginning and the end. Uh, The scripture lets us to know that he is the lily of the valley. He is the bright and the morning star. He is the rose of Sharon. Uh, Amen. Uh, He's our advocate today. He's the almighty. Uh, He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh, He's the blessed and only potentate. Uh, He's the bread of life. Uh, He's the chief shepherd. uh, The 
cornerstone, uh, the creator, uh, the day spring. Uh, he is our deliverer. Uh, he's the everlasting father, uh, the good shepherd, uh, our great high priest, uh, the horn of our salvation. Uh, he's the king of kings uh, and the Lord of lords. Uh, he's the light of the world. Uh, he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's our mediator, our redeemer, uh, and his name. Uh, should we talk about his name today? Uh, his name is wonderful. Uh, counselor, uh, the mighty God, uh, the everlasting father, uh, and the prince of peace. Uh, he is Adonai, my great Lord. Uh, he is Elohim, uh, the all-powerful one. Uh, he is El Shaddai, uh, El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. Uh, he is Emmanuel, God with us. Uh, he is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Uh, he's Jehovah Makedishkem, uh, the Lord who sanctifies. Uh, he's Jehovah Nisi, uh, the Lord is my banner. Uh, he's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. Uh, he's Jehovah Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, Jehovah Sabbath, uh, the Lord of hosts. Uh, Jehovah Shalom, uh, the Lord is peace. Uh, he's Jehovah Shama, the Lord is there. Uh, Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord is our righteousness. Uh, and we know him all wrapped up uh, in this day in one great and powerful name. Uh, a name that every knee is going to bow at. Uh, a name that every tongue is going to confess to. Uh, and that is uh, the name uh, of Jesus. Uh, he's worthy of our praise. Uh, he's worthy of our adoration. Uh, he's worthy of everything uh, that we can give to him. Uh, Jesus uh, is a powerful name. We are not serving some weak uh, mamsy pamsy God, uh, but He is omnipresent. Uh, he is everywhere at all times. Uh, he is omniscient. Uh, he's all knowing uh, and He's omnipotent. Uh, there is nothing that my God cannot do. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is in us. We must not limit God. I fear that sometimes we go through the motions Sometimes we get into routines. Aren't you so glad today that the Lord just kind of moved in this place, kind of just took over? Yes, we have a program. Yes, we have a direction. But when God says, this is what I want to do, it's great that we can step aside. Amen. And let the spirit and presence and power of God come down among us and minister to our lives. We go to church because we know that that's the right thing to do. And it is the right thing to do. But many times when we go, we do not expect anything to happen. The man that sat at the gate beautiful, 
for 30 some years of his life, day in and day out, asking people that were going into the house of God, can you help me out? He was asking for money. Amen. Yes. That was to help him. Amen. To take care of his physical needs. But I believe there was something deep inside of him that transcended a physical need. Amen. And as he saw people go to the house, as he heard the praises of God being lifted up in the temple, as he knew he was not allowed to be there because he was not a whole man. But thank God that Jesus came. Amen. To save. Amen. The lost. Thank God that Jesus came to make those that were sick. He came to make them whole again. And as he sat there that one, that one, that one bountiful day as Peter and John had come as other days. But this day something was different because the Bible says as he looked at them, he expected, he expected, he expected to receive something. Hey man, I'm coming to church, but I'm not expecting anything. I'm praying, but I'm not expecting expecting everything. I'm witnessing, but I'm not expecting anything to happen. I come to get prayed for, but I'm really not expecting anything to happen. We've got to come with expectation. We've got to come, amen, with a desire, amen, that God, amen, I'm entering into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. I don't care what my problem is. I don't care what my situation might be. I've come to the house today to honor you, to praise you, to lift your name up, and I'm expecting, I'm expecting, I don't know what you've got for me today, God, but I'm expecting to receive. I watched the other day during some prayer time. The scripture gives us instruction to watch and pray. And so I very rarely do it. But the other day I felt impressed where I was to do it. And as I watched as people were praying, some looked bored. Others were looking and focusing their attention on other things instead of the Lord. People were on their cell phones. And then something happened that struck me. Somebody came in with a little child and a good number of people turned their attention and focus on that little child. What was going on? Amen. They were not expecting. It's just prayer time. 
It's just time, amen, that we set aside. It really doesn't amount to a whole lot. It's not service time. It's not time where everybody's in corporate worship together. It's just prayer time. But any time we get into the presence of God, we ought to expect. We ought to expect. I don't care if it's prayer time. I don't care if it's fellowship time. And especially if it's worship time, we ought to come into his house expecting to receive what would happen if Jesus showed up just like that little child you say oh we'd be different Uh, amen our attitudes would be different our focus would be different our attention would be different but let me tell you something today uh, for the Bible lets us to know uh, where two uh, or three uh, are gathered together uh, in my name Uh, it doesn't say what kind of service it was Uh, it doesn't say it had to be a revival uh, or a general conference uh, amen or any kind of special service but where two Two or three get together in my name. He said, there am I in the midst of them. And if we could only turn our attention towards him, like we would turn our attention to something else, something powerful. Listen, we cannot become the church described in the last days. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. We've seen some things happen this morning. It was in the power of the Holy Ghost. You can have the greatest form. You know, you can know how to worship. You can know how to raise your hands the right way. You can know how to say hallelujah the right way. But that's not all that we need. Amen. We don't need a church of form. Amen. Of ritual. But we need a church of power and anointing and an outpouring of the Spirit of God. We must be a church of power. Paul said, I came not to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and with power. We've got to be a powerful church. We've got to be powerful in His Spirit. We've got to be powerful in our praise. We've got to be powerful in our prayer. We've got to be powerful in our worship. We've got to be powerful Amen. When we are in the house of the Lord. Blind eyes should be opened. The lame should walk. The deaf should hear. Cancers should be healed. High blood pressure should be relieved. And there should be altars filled with people seeking God and being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and being delivered from all kinds of infirmities, diseases, and maladies in their life. Not only do we need to understand the time, not only do we need to understand who he is, but we also must see and understand who 
we are. I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. We must not lose our identity. We are not some ragtag group of people. We are not some people or organization or church considered to be on the other side of the tracks. Amen. Crazy left out people. Hear me today, church. We are the children of God. We are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Jesus said, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean, and I will receive you to myself, and you shall be my what? Sons and my daughters. We understand we are the people of God. You know me. And I'm known by many people. You know, he's Brother Dibble and he's hard and he's set in his ways and he's old-fashioned. You can call me whatever you want to call me. I really don't care. I understand who I am. I'm a child of the king. I refuse, I refuse, I refuse to be swayed by popular opinion. I refuse to be swayed by popular culture. I refuse to be swayed by those of the world today that want us to leave what we are and become like what they are. We are not them. We are the people of God. There is little respect for tradition. But tradition defines our identity. You say, we got to get rid of all... No, we don't got to get rid of all this. But what our forefathers had, a love for the name. Amen. A love... And, and they were defined by their holiness. They were noted for their worship. We are not going to give up. We are not going to give in. We are not going to succumb. We are not going to be like everybody else. But we are going to stand on the truth and the tradition of God's word. I told people I like new songs. But I sure like some of the old ones. At the cross. At the cross. Where I first saw the light. Oh my is that what he did for you? Because that's what he did for me. He called me out of blindness. He took the blinders off my eyes. And he showed me who he was. And he showed me the light of his truth. And the light of his gospel. And so I can sing at the cross. At the cross. Where I first saw the light. And the burden of my heart rolled away. I was buried in sin. But God took that sin away from me. You're a chosen generation, a royal 
priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Why? Why that they can make fun of us? No. Amen. Because we're going to show forth the praises of him who hath called us. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. And the scripture tells us very plainly in time past, you are not a people, you were Gentiles, the off scour of the earth, the scum. Just step on them. Avoid them. Have nothing to do with them. In time past, you were not a people. But oh, thank God. He went to a cross one day. Laid his life down as a ransom for my soul. Amen. And he said, whosoever will, let him come and drink of the water of life freely. His people might have rejected him, but he opened the door to me. And in time past, I was a nobody. I was the all of the earth. But now I can repent of my sins and be baptized in his wonderful name and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And now I am the people of God. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. We are called to be holy. We are called to be righteous. Hey, I know what the scripture says. I know whom I have believed in and I am persuaded. I'm persuaded. I'm beyond persuaded. I'm convinced that he is able to keep that. Which I've committed unto him against that day. So, we need to know what day we're in. We need to know who he is. And we need to know who we are. When the seven sons of Sceva came to try to emulate the work of God, those devils cried out, And the words were said, Paul I know, and Jesus I know. But who are you? I don't want to be a part of the who are you. I want to be a part of the true body of Christ. Say, wow, Pastor, you... You got all that from going to get a new pair of glasses? As I was getting my glasses, I was talking to the lady. She was telling me this about eyes and that about eyes. I said, wow, that's cool. I said, I'm going to preach a sermon Sunday. 2020 vision. So what's that all about? I started explaining to her what I was feeling to preach. She said, do you have a following? (laughs) 
I said, no, no, I don't. I'm sorry. I said, I think they put some of my sermons on the web, but I don't write blogs and I don't do this. And she said, oh, that's too bad. I'd love to hear what you had to preach. Hey, look, I'm telling you, people are hungry. The little simplest things can get us in a conversation with people that are hungry for the Lord. But when I got my new glasses, things looked so much clearer. I couldn't believe it. What was the difference? Well, if you take my old glasses, and if you look at them, come up and look at them after church. They're interesting. There's a big crack over here. You can see that real plain. But here in the middle and here in the middle, right where I look, there are hundreds and hundreds of microscopic cracks. When I showed these to the... I was just going to call them something I... I almost called him a ladies' doctor. <laughs> God help me. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got problems. <laughs> when I showed my optometrist those glasses, he had hardly anything to say. Except I've thrown glasses out that were way better than that in the garbage. I don't understand how you can be seeing at all. Hundreds and hundreds of cracks. Look at them later. Amen. I save them. I'm going to save them. Just for the fact that I'm going to save them. Amen. This is what I look through. So... If I get tired of looking at you and change my glasses, <laughs> you'll understand why. What are you trying to tell us today, Pastor? If we are ever going to be able to do the work and the will of God, we must have a clear vision of what that is his call to do the work which he has called us to do in this day we've got to understand it we've got to have a clear vision of his call amen his call tells us to go out and to reach the lost his call has got to be clearer. What else needs to be clearer? Amen. His mission has got to be clear. What is his mission? Amen. He came to seek and to save the lost. It's our mission today also. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We've got to have the same mission today. Understand when Jesus fed the 5,000, we 
marvel at that miracle, but that miracle did not end at the feeding of the 5,000. That miracle went into what his mission is for us in that day and in this day for after they were all fed and all filled, what did he say? Go around and gather up the fragments uh, that none be lost. Uh, hey, uh, the alcoholic, uh, amen, deserves to hear this gospel. Uh, the prostitute uh, deserves to hear this gospel. Uh, the bum on the street uh, deserves to hear this gospel. Uh, the shut-in uh, deserves to hear the gospel. Uh, we say they're lesser. They might be fragments, but Jesus said, this is the mission. Uh, go out there and gather them up that none be lost. Just as Elisha prayed for his servant in this day, in his day, we need to be praying the same today. Lord, open our eyes that we might see we've got to see the lost we've got to see their condition when Jesus looked across the multitude looked across the multitudes he looked across the multitudes he viewed them as sheep not having a shepherd and he was moved with compassion God help us to get 2020 spiritual 2020 vision in this day to understand his will to understand his mission uh, that we can go out uh, and do what God has called us to do. Yes, they were surrounded by the enemy. Yes, we are bombarded by the enemy in this day. But God, open our eyes. Open our eyes. Amen. Give us clearer vision. Anoint our eyes with eye salve. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. They tell us it can't be done. They tell us we can't reach the world. They tell us we can't do this. I say no. If God be for us, who can be against us? We are going to see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost uh, such as has never been seen before. He is going to pour his spirit out upon all flesh. But we have got to have a clearer vision. Proverbs 29 and 18 tells us, where there is no vision, the people perish. They're lost. They're running aimlessly. No direction. Nobody to point them to God. Nobody to get them into direction. Amen. That'll change their lives. Where there's no vision, the people perish. First Samuel chapter 3, during Samuel's time, it was said that there was no open vision. 
vision in both of these cases came to mean came to the meaning of this that they had not heard from God in a while that they did not hear clear direction especially in Samuel where it said they had no open vision it came to mean that there was nothing published for them to pursue after hear me this morning church in 2020 this pastor wants to bring to you amen under the anointing of the Lord today a clear vision for us a clear amen direction for us amen a publication of what we should be pursuing after in this day is it good to pursue after a PhD? Yes. Is it good to pursue after a good job? Yes. Is it good to pursue after a mate for your life? Yes. But beyond those things, we need to be pursuing after some higher things. We need to be pursuing, amen, after the work and the will of God in our lives. I do not want for us to be in the same condition as they were in that day. So I feel that I'm going to give you some clear vision, some clear direction from the Lord, something that is published, which we can pursue after. And so I'm introducing you today to our theme for this year, 20. 20 vision. Romans 4 and 17 says, And he calleth those things which be not as though they were. What are you saying? Right now we might not be seeing things happening the way that we think they should be or the way that they are going to be. But we are going to have to have faith to believe. Faith to believe. Faith to believe that they are going to happen and we're going to have to have the vision to see that they're going to happen. And so as I was seeking God for this year, uh, asking God what direction should we go in, uh, amen, God dropped this thought uh, after going this way and that way and the other way, uh, amen, God dropped this thought into my mind, uh, use, uh, amen, use what you've got, uh, 2020, uh, amen, what's 2020 relegated to, uh, perfect vision, uh, amen, good eyesight, uh, use it to talk to the church uh, and let them know uh, that We've got to have good spiritual eyesight. Uh, and God will give us clearer vision. Uh, he'll anoint our eyes with eyesalve. Uh, he'll clear up the fogginess. Uh, he'll clear up the cloudiness. Uh, and he'll get us on the right path. Uh, amen. To see his work and will done. Give me a couple of you kids come and pass these out to everybody. Twenty twenty vision as you'll see on your card I'm giving you clear direction what I feel the Lord has directed me where should we be headed for what should we be doing in this day well I think we need to get our vision cleared up 
And we need to pray and believe and act like Romans. Amen. Act like Romans chapter 4. Call those things which be not. Amen. What is it? There's prodigals that are lost. There's sons and daughters that have walked away from the church. There's people that have not, amen, decided to follow Jesus any longer. And so what I'm saying to us this year is I want us to reach, amen, under the anointing of God and the direction of God, 20 prodigals this year. They're not right now, but believe, amen. Amen. As though they can be. I see them sitting in the pews. I see them with their hands raised to God. I see them back at an altar living for God the way they ought to live for God. Amen. Being what they ought to be. Amen. Amen. Call those things which be not as though they were. The enemy will say they're lost. They're gone. They're hopeless. But God's not saying that. Clear my vision of God. Clear my eyesight of God and let me see them as you see them. Amen. They're just lost. Look at the story of the prodigal. We say it's a tragic story because he first left and it is tragic when he leaves. But look what happened. Every day, every day, dad went out and he looked, he looked, he looked. He was not, but he saw him as he was. He looked for his son. Amen. And as that clear vision of my son coming home, amen, went through the throne of God and God saw it. I believe the dad was praying. I believe the dad was searching and seeking God. Send my son home. You know where he is, God. I can't reach him, but you can reach him. Down in the pig pen, what happened? That prodigal's eyes began to be anointed with eye salve. That prodigal's eyes begin to come clearer in the vision. Amen. For what did he say? If I go back to my dad, amen, I'll be better off in his house than I am here. Don't quit praying for that prodigal. Don't give up on that prodigal. Keep calling on God for their soul. And then 20 new souls this year. Say, oh, that's not great expectation, Pastor. Well, maybe not to you, but to me it is. I believe we can do it. I believe we can do it, church. And it's not going to be us. It's going to be through us. God is going to do the work. But when we pray for them, when we reach to them, God is going to be able to do a mighty work. And we're going to see the hand of God pulling and drawing people back to where they belong. In the house of God. In the presence of God. Under the anointing of God. So on the back of this card, I want you to keep this card with you. 
but on the back of this card, there's some lines. Indulge me. Let your vision, amen, be clear. Write down the names of those prodigals that you'd like to see come back to the Lord. Amen. Don't be afraid to write them. Write them down there. And then on the other side, write down names of people that you would like to see come to the Lord. Whoever they might be. Amen. They are not right now, but we are going to believe as though they were. Amen. They're not among us right now, but we're going to believe as they're coming among us and giving their lives to the Lord. God, give me 2020 vision. Clear my vision. Let me see as you see, God. Amen. All these people are important to God. No matter how many you write down on your card, they're all important to God. And God has the ability through you and your prayer to reach those people. Stand with me this morning. And so I conclude. Pastor, you never got to your text this morning. Well, I'm going to conclude with it. Ruth's road. To the point in her life that we read of in 1 Samuel chapter, excuse me, in Ruth chapter 2. Her road was not an easy one to that point. Number one, she was a Moabite. And the Bible says what good thing can come out of Moab. But she found somebody that she fell in love with, and he was a Jew. Amen. Part of the people of God. You know what happened. Elimelech died. Naomi was widowed. Orpha's husband died. She was widowed. Ruth's husband died. She was widowed. Naomi said, I'm going back home where I belong. It's always best to be home. It's always best to be home. The grass might look greener on the other side, but trust me, it's always best to be home. I'm going home where I belong. I went out full, but I'm going back empty. You girls, I know you love me, but go back to your families. Orpha kissed her mother-in-law and left. But Ruth, but Ruth, Clave. I wish I had time to talk to you about it. But there was something in Ruth's vision that she saw beyond a mere mother-in-law. She saw a God who could change her life. 
God had her, his hand upon Ruth's life uh, for a long time. Uh, amen. She didn't know about it. Uh, amen. But she said, I'm going to cleave to my mother-in-law. She said, your God is going to be my God. Uh, and your people uh, are going to be my people. Uh, and where you go, uh, I'll go. Uh, and where you die, uh, I'll die. Why was she so intent? Uh, because something happened. Uh, amen. I believe to her vision uh, where she saw clearly what it was uh, to be numbered among the children of God. So we bring up to this point in Ruth chapter 2. She had no job. She was a foreigner in a strange land. Even though she proclaimed to be a proselyte Jew, they still called her the Moabitess woman. But that didn't stop her. Her future wasn't real bright. They had no income in their house. But God, but God, but God had a plan. God had a design upon her life. Even though she didn't know it, she wasn't about to stop. She was going to follow through. Amen. And so the Bible lets us to know that she got herself up and she began to do what she could do and she said these words let me go let me go now to the field is anybody hearing that today is anybody seeing what I'm preaching about today can you understand the spiritual vision that I'm trying to give you today we've got to we must it's imperative we've got to get up and we have got to go into the field She had a desire to do something to help their situation. But she did not go out there just to go out. She had a clear vision. She had a clear vision of what was going to happen. How do you know that, Pastor? Because the next thing she said in the Bible records about her is she said, let me go now to the field and glean. She wasn't going out there to waste her time. She wasn't going out there just to be seen or to have somebody have pity on her. But she had a clear vision of what she wanted. She wasn't able to pick up with the rest of them, but she was out there to glean. Whatever anybody left behind, she was willing to take the scraps. Amen. However society outcast them, she was willing to take what nobody else took. The Lord said that he, that his ears would be able to hear the cries of his people and his eyes 
would be open to them. But he left it to us. And he said, if, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land does anybody believe with me that America needs a healing America needs a spiritual awakening Wallingford needs a healing Hamden needs a healing Meriden needs a healing Windsor Locks needs a healing we all need a spiritual awakening I believe that God is able to do that for us in this day and I'm going to see things not as they are right now but I am going to see them as they're going to be let me tell you as a preacher you got to have some clicky way to end the service get everybody on a crescendo I don't have that today truly truthfully I have tried my best today to give to you what I feel the Lord spoke to my heart about and so I close today's service as every one of you take your card please put it in your hand and hold it up to the Lord say not ye there are yet four months and then cometh the harvest behold behold I say unto you lift up your eyes lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are white all ready to harvest is there anybody with me that will accept the 2020 vision challenge this year God I want to see 20 prodigals God I want to see 20 new souls brought into the church lift up your eyes lift up your eyes let God anoint your eyes with eye salve today that you might see what the Lord sees today worship him worship him Worship Him, worship Him, worship Him. I worship you, I worship you. Here's my souls, God. Here's those that I want to see saved, God. Here they are. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Let me see Him as you see Him today, Jesus. Oh, God. Let me look on the fields, God. Let me look on the fields as you look today, Jesus. I long, Jesus, so much. Yes. To be used of God. 
is my desire. God, I'm holding this and singing it to be used of God to speak, to sing, to pray. Oh, to be used of God to show someone the way I long so much to feel the touch of his consuming fire to be used of God is my desire to of God to speak, to sing, to pray, to be used of God to show someone the way. I long so much to feel the touch of his consuming power to be used of God is my desire somebody said to me how can we pray for people outside the church when there's those here that don't have the Holy Ghost I believe that God is wanting to and is able and I'm expecting I'm expecting God to fill every single person in our church that doesn't have the Holy Ghost with the Holy Ghost I'm expecting it I'm expecting it God do it do it Jesus but I want to be used of you God I want to be used of you one more time to be used of God to speak to sing to pray to be used of God to show someone Feel the touch of his his consuming power to be used of God is my desire. Jesus, bless our hearts today, God. Touch us, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give us clear vision, Jesus. Anoint our eyes with salve today, God, that we might see as you see, God. There's a great harvest there, Lord. There's a great quantity of souls that you want to save before you come, Jesus. Let me be a part of it, Jesus. I long so much. I long so much, Lord. God, help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. 
I pray that we would not just take this as another pastor trying to get us motivated. It wasn't a motivational sermon at all. But I believe in my spirit, I feel it was a prophetic sermon to us. Take your card, fill in some names, and then begin to be like Ruth. Get up and go out and glean. Do you think she walked over to that field and everything just jumped in her cart? Didn't happen that way. She had to do a little work. She had to bend down and pick up the scraps and bend down and pick up some more scraps and move a little more and bend down and pick up some more scraps. But is there anybody, is there anybody that will go, that will go out and glean what the Lord has for us to glean? Amen. Lord bless. Lord bless you today. I pray that we'll feel the intensity of the burden of the word of the Lord. To be used of you, Jesus. To be used of you. Those of you here from Calvary, don't forget, beyond our normal read through the Bible in a year, I've challenged you to do something on top of that. I believe it will help each of you. The book of Psalms gives us great comfort. The book of Proverbs gives us great instruction. And so I'm challenging all of you here at Calvary every day. Read five Psalms and one book of Proverbs. The first month here in February, we're going to do it in the King James Version. Sister Carly's going to publish, amen, I gave it to her. The next month, we're going to read it in the Living Bible. Amen. April, we're going to read it in the New Living Translation. Amen. May, we're going to read it in the New International Version. Amen. And in June, we're going to read it, if I got that right. June, we're going to read it in the Amplified Version. And then in July, we're going to start all over with the King James Version. By the end of the year, I'm trusting God will have given us great comfort in what we go through in our day-to-day lives. But at the same time, we'll be able to instill great instruction into our lives. Amen. Amen. God's good, isn't he? God's good. God's good. Thank you for being here today. Dinner is going to be ready in just a little bit. Amen. We'll be eating upstairs. Amen. Have a great time of fellowship with each other today. Enjoy each other's company. But please, please don't forget, we need to have 2020 vision to see what God sees. Amen. Lord bless you today. I love you all. Amen. You're dismissed today in Jesus' name. Fellowship with each other.